Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is the creator of The Organized Papa, Mr. Jeff Lampkin. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. First of all, I wanted to get <laughs> the question. The first thing that I <laughs> is that the title got me caught off guard anyway. So what exactly is The Organized Papa? So it is, um, it's a business designed to inspire individuals to uh, live more organized by making long-term improvements. So I'm helping um, people who seem to be um, having some difficulty with keeping things organized. Um, and that can be, my, my primary focus is um, helping people with home organization. Some of the work I've done with um, some clients is around um, paper management, helping them to um, keep accurate files of their papers um, to reduce clutter and when they're um, relocating or moving from one location to, a, to another, helping them um, be a little bit more organized as they um, make that transition. Oh man, we could have used you here in California. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly does organization mean to you? So it means um, having things kind of arranged in a way that allows you to quickly and easily locate things when you need. Um, for example, I know um, for me, when I'm looking for like my tools, um, I like to have them all in one place so that when I need them for something, if I have an emergency or if I need them to put something together, I can easily go to where they're located and you know, find them to help me to complete the job that I'm trying to do. So why would you say it's important to be organized? It's important because it saves you um, time because you don't have to spend a whole lot of time looking for things. And the, the biggest thing is um, it saves you money because you don't have to buy those items that you already have. I've worked with um, a couple of clients recently and I can't even begin to tell you how many things I found while helping them to get organized. Um, they had like five of one item, but because they couldn't find it, they went out and bought it again. So um, just helping them to get those things um, consolidated and placed in one place so that they can, um, you know, make improvements and not have to go back and buy those things again. Okay. Now, you know, because we family, so I've seen yep. you firsthand um, with finishing school and going back and doing some things, but we've talked openly, you know, behind closed doors about the, the setbacks that you experienced, but how did you find the motivation to go back and finish school and do the things you're doing now? I, I think um, um, primarily I relied on my um, own internal drive. Um, I realized that um, I wanted to do more than I was doing at that time. Um, as we talked, um, I, I worked for um, Safeway for years. Um, and as I got older, I realized I wanted to do some more things and I wanted to acquire some more things. And I realized that in order to do the things that I wanted to do, it was going to require me to have a little bit more money um, for instance if I wanted to get married and start a family so I started by setting some goals and then um, I just um, executed the plan I, I set a goal to I had already um, completed my associate's degree 
Um, so I set a goal to go back and finish my bachelor's degree in a period of two years. And I was successful in doing that. And after I did that, I was able to um, land um, a better job. And after that, um, after I got the job, the job actually paid for me to go back to um, pursue um, some graduate studies and the rest is history. You know what, this is something that I wanted, we didn't talk, I didn't mention this before we talked, but I remember something that stuck out to me when we were mm -hmm. talking, you talked about not wanting to have student loans. I wanted you to touch on that a little bit. Okay. Um, it, um, student loans, I, I think for me, I, I went to, in, in college, I talked to a lot of my peers who had, um, uh, I mean, a ridiculous amount of student loans. Um, so for me, um, when I started as, at Prince George's Community College, I mean, it, it kind of dates me and tell, you know, tells you how old I am. Full time was like $550 for 12 credits. So, I mean, but then that was a lot of money relative to the amount of money that I was making. Um, so, um, but I, I knew that, you know, at that time I was living at home. So, and my parents weren't, you know, charging me a whole lot of, they weren't charging me any rent. They had given me the opportunity to go back, you know, so that I could take care of that. And so, fortunately, I was making enough money to pay for um my tuition in full um it was taking a bulk of my money but um i just made that my mission that i was just going to pay for um my student you know pay for my education up front so that i wouldn't have to pay more for it after i um completed um completed the education and i used the same um process when i went on to complete my bachelor's degree and fortunately, when I went to grad school, my job paid for that. So, yeah, because this man, I tell you, those those student loans, it's like you come out, you handicapped. They crippling you yeah. as soon as you come out. Yeah, they are ridiculous. They, are, I mean, I and I had friends. You know, it was kind of frightening because I went to school with one friend, and she was paying like seven hundred dollars a month. Now she she um, was able to get into the medical field, which is what she wanted to do. But I mean, even with the money that she was making and trying to maintain a standard of living, she was still strapped, even with, you know, being able to, you know, achieve her goal. So Yeah, that's man, seven hundred dollars a month. That's month. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and I didn't I, I, I didn't want that. Yeah, that's that was that was a that was a lot of money to pay for student loan. Yeah. Now you also make it a point to travel as a family. Why do you feel that's important? I think it's important because it's um, one way to create um, memories and um, establish a legacy. I remember um, as a kid, um, the trips that I went on, um, now we didn't travel abroad or, but we m went, you know, many different places um, around the DMV and across the United States. And there's some, um, trips that we went on as a family that I still remember to this day. So if I could remember my trips as a child and realize the impact that they had on me when I did them with my family, I just thought it would be beneficial to pick up that same tradition and, you know, um, travel with my family so that they could have members as they get older and continue to, you know, 
um, carry that forward, you know, to the next generation. I'll admit, so when we were coming up, I didn't travel that much. Um, we, we, I mean, we went to, <laughs> we went to like, well, back then it was called Wild World, the Six Flags now. We went there, yeah. uh, King's Dominion a couple of times. So traveling wasn't that important to me. But right. once I got married, um, you know, got married and, and had a child myself, it became a little more important. I still, there's things I still need to work on. Like, I'm not good with planning traveling, like, but I'm open to it. Like, I'm a lot more open to it now right. than I was before I got married. Right. And plus, I think, too, just getting older, um, I've seen, you know, I've well, now I'm, I'm relocated. But when I was in, you know, the district, Maryland area, I pretty much seen everything there. And so now, like, as you get older, you kind of want to see different things. You know, you want to get outside of your comfort zone and see different places. So, you know, now I'm more open to looking at different states, looking at different places. And and even now, like, I've been to Jamaica, um, Mexico, just different places. I haven't been to a lot of places, but I just now, I do myself understand the value of traveling just to create that's, memories, like you said. That's right. That's right. Now, you've been married over 20 years, man. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. And actually, it'll be, actually, it'll be 20 years this year. Oh, it'll be 20 this year? It'll be 20 this year. Okay. So, I mean, is, are, you, you, are you pretty much – I know you, you're a planner, so I'm assuming you already – you don't need to go into detail, but I'm assuming you already <laughs> planning something for the 20 years. all already in the works. And, and uh, already made the initial deposits. <laughs> yeah, so we just wait. We just waiting on the date. <laughs> oh, so so she does know where you where you going? Yeah, she does know. She she may not know all of the details, the behind the scenes stuff, but she is aware where we're going. So when are you gonna celebrate your twentieth? Since it's not a secret. Yeah, we're going to Rome, Italy. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Was how did you come to that decision to Rome? To make it wrong. Uh, Teresa, Teresa always wanted to go to Italy. Um, we went to um, Paris for our honeymoon almost 20 years ago. And um, we just hadn't made it back to Europe. And um, Italy was one of the places that she wanted to visit. It was one of the um, places on her bucket list. So I thought, you know, um, 20 years, it's a significant milestone. And, you know, we had gone to Europe, like I said previously, um, for our honeymoon. This would be a great time to kind of go back, you know, 20 years later and um, revisit Europe and, um, you know, spend time, you know, with each other. You know, I, I you know, I always say you one of the people that I look up to, you merge, because you've always been a great family man, keeping your house in order. How have you been able to maintain your marriage while, you know, so many others have fell apart in those 20 years? So I, I think one of the, um, in the beginning, um, we learned enough about each other and we came into the marriage and we stated that um, divorce was not an option. Um, I'll be the first to say that marriage is not easy, particularly <laughs> because you got two imperfect people coming together, right? So it's impossible to, you know, expect a perfect marriage when you got two imperfect people, right? But it does require um, continuous attention and it requires both people to work at it. Um, one of the 
the primary reason why I believe um, our marriage has um, uh, been maintained is that we we use the Bible as our guide for um, all aspects of our lives, for our marriage, um, for how we manage our finances, um, for how we raise our kids. Um, and um, do we always get it right? Absolutely not. But for the most part, we have um, um, a measure of consistency around key things um, because we try to use the Bible um, as our guide. We realize that um, communication um, is important um, between the partners. Um, you have to have um, um, a level of trust. Um, if there's no trust, there's going to be, you know, um, a number of challenges um, in marriage. And you have to be um, willing to um, forgive each other because, I mean, no relationship is perfect and we make mistakes, right? Like I said earlier, it's two imperfect people, hard to expect the perfect marriage. But if you go in it with some of the, you know, foundational things around, you know, communication, trust, and um, forgiveness. Um, if you introduce those things, um, you're well on your way to um, having, you know, a marriage that is sustainable. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's, um, I tell you, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it's no perfect marriage. And, you know, I went through my issues, but you learn so much from just your, your challenges, your downfalls. I think you learn more doing those than you do during the good times and you know it's just like you said it's a lot of communication it's a lot of hard work that's right and the biggest thing that i'm learning it took me a long time to get to this but the biggest thing i'm learning is you have to look at it as a partnership like a lot of people just they're not looking at it as a partnership it's like when it when it's a partnership yeah it's two individuals but it's you know one you coming together as one like you said and That's you just right. have to keep that in mind, like just making sure that your partner is good, like the team is good. So That's it right. took me a long time to grasp that concept, but That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and you're not riding slow you're not riding solo on that. You know? <laughs> I, I ain't gonna leave you out there to ride that one by yourself. It takes us time, like you said. And and now, like I said, in you know, almost twenty years, we're still learning things, right? Um, there's a number of things that we've learned over the past 20 years, but now that we're 20 years older, you 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 can you can have um, a new or different perspective, right? So again, it's you still have to. It, like I said, it's, it's it requires continuous attention. You're now at a, a new place. You're 20 years later, um, and you have to still be open to the fact that you can still learn something different about your mate even after 20 years or 30 years. Oh yeah, I, that's that's probably one of the most important things because you know you keep, we, we all continue to evolve and grow. And even even when like I got married, me and we got married young, I was only 23. Right. And I'm not the same man I was. I shouldn't be the same man and I'm not the same man at 39 that I was that's at 23. Right. I mean, if you, if you right. stuck at 23, you that's know, right. Like, you failing in life. <laughs> so. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So you know, you we talked about your um. You know, we didn't. We didn't. You got two kids. You got a great son and a, a beautiful daughter. And I just wanted to know what's the most important things you're looking to instill into them. I I think um one and I, I we've started it out um 
it, it this is this is like a a, um, a build on to the um, previous question related to marriage and using you know the Bible as our guide for all aspects. I, I said we use it to raise our kids. So I for me it was important that they have a love for God so that they could have their own relationship um, with Him. Um, in addition to that, I I want them to um, learn to have a strong commitment to family. Um, that's very important to me. And I, you and I have talked about this before because with our dads, um, you know, them being, you know, um, well, your dad and my dad, two of 13, you know, I just remember the, um, the tight bonds that my dad and your dad and his brothers had um, in my early years. And for me, that laid the foundation for helping me to realize that, you know, commitment to family is important. And now that we move from generation to generations, we have a number of things that are competing with our time. Um, it's important that, you know, I pass on that same commitment to family from this generation to my kids and, you know, in, in their generation so that they can pick it up and continue it um, as they get older and as, you know, I transition off the um, scene. Um, for my son and my daughter, um, I'm trying to instill in them um, a strong work ethic. Um, and um, um, I think the final thing is teaching them how to manage their money. Some of these things um, are just some, you know, some major pain points that I see um, when I talk to other people, um, you know, um, and, and so those are the things that um, are, you know, important to me that I hope to pass along to, you know, my kids. We, we got to go back because you talked about managing money. Was that something you came up, did, did your parents, you felt they did a good job with you on that? I, I think my dad did a, a great job in that. One of the things that I think he could have done better was, <clears throat> and I didn't realize it until I got older, my dad modeled for me when I was younger how to manage money based on how he um, managed his monies in our household. Um, the piece that I think that he could have done better was to have a separate conversation with me to include me in the process. It wasn't until I got later, um, until I got older, and I was able to recall the ways that he managed money that I realized he taught me some lessons, but I feel like he probably could have put some words to it um, to help me um, have a better understanding. So I think he laid the foundation. I think I probably would have arrived at better money management sooner had the words followed the model that, you know, he, he put out there, you know. So you actually, so you actually sit down with your kids and, and, and show them like hands on how they should manage money and how they should manage their credit and things like that. Yeah. So we've, we've sat, we sat, we've sat down and we talked about, um, well, we, I mean, my kids are now, um, at a place now that they have conversations between each other around, you know, around what's going to fly with dad and what's not going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny to hear them because I mean, that says to me that they've, I guess, have already 
assessed um, or, or they have some experience on what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. But we have had conversations at the table about, you know, what to do, you know, when you get your money and how you are to, you know, manage it um, um, on a small scale so that when you move from one scale to the next, you take those same principles and you apply it to them, you know, apply to, you know, each level once you get there. So we've had the um, prior conversations now that they're getting older, it's time to move it from the basics to, um, you know, trying to help them to, and, and it's a far way off, but um, it's, it's crucial that they have those, they, they have those conversations around, you know, investments and trying to save for retirement. I feel like if I had had them earlier, then um, I would be in a much better position. I'm grateful for where I am, but I think earlier conversations would have positioned me better for where I am, I'm, you know, better than where I am now. Yeah, I remember, so I remember growing up, <laughs> and there's something that I always, like, think about and hold on to. Like, I was about, mm, probably about 17, 18. No, I was 18. I know for a fact I was 18. So my mother would always tell me, you know, you need to watch your credit. You need to take care of your credit. But the the thing that she didn't really explain to me was why. Like, right. I didn't really know the importance of credit. So I'm going to tell, <laughs> tell you a quick story. I always tell the teacher this story. <laughs> but I'm put it out there for my listeners. So yeah. uh, me too. I was at um, PG Community College, right? And you remember, you remember PG Community College used to have, Landover Mall wasn't too far. That's right. So I said, okay, well, I need a pair of jeans. I need a pair of jeans. And I just got my little check from, I look, we both work, you, thank you for helping me get the job at Safeway, by the way. <laughs> so I just got my little check for Safeway. I'm like, okay, I do need some jeans. So I go to, um, I go to, what was it? It was called Hex. Oh yeah, it was Hex at the time. So I go to Hex in Landover Mall and I'm like, okay, I got my little jeans. I go up to the counter and the lady say, would you like to say 10%? And I'm like, you know, you know, that's, that's basic 101. Hell yeah, I want to save some money. How do I save the money? Right. So she say, well, all you got to do is apply for this credit card and if you get it, you'll save 10%. Okay. I'm like, all right, that, that sounds like a fair deal. So I applied for the <laughs> I applied for the credit card. And unfortunately for everybody, I got it. So <laughs> um the lady like, well, she like, congratulations, you approved. You you know, you got five hundred dollars. I'm like, so what do that mean? She like she like, Well, you got five hundred dollars, you can do what you want to do. I'm like, so but I don't have a car, you telling me I can spend it right now? She like, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I told her, okay, hold on to these J's. I went and got like two more pair of J's. I got, <laughs> I got a pair of Timberland boots. Man, by the time I got, by the time I got up to that counter, I ain't even need the credit card. I had already used all. The <laughs> 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 and then when the bill came, it was like. Oh, all right, well, you got to pay your minimum. And then eventually, you know, times get a little hard. You just stop paying it. And I'm like, That's man. Right. But, you know, had I known then, what I know now, of course, you know, that, that comes with living and experience. But, man, That's I never right. should have touched that card. I should have just. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 
Man, yeah, I got a million bad financial stories, but that's another. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 we all have some lessons learned. I'm telling you. Yeah, and the sad thing now, even with that, I mean, they're now mailing kids. They're mailing my kids um, credit card applications from like Discover. You know, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So then, I mean, I thought you had to be 18. Not to be mailed. Not to be mailed an application. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, there's a straight violation because we getting them in the mail, you know. So, yeah. So wait a minute. Okay, so they they send them the application. What can they do with it? Because they legally they can't get it, right? Well, I I I don't know if they can or not, but I intercept them, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> so that 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 just becomes a part of you know my business and helping people get organized and um you know especially around paper management because that that them bad boys go right into the shredder you know <laughs> yeah they go right into the shredder so we haven't even had the conversation around credit and you know um because they're they're not there yet we've had the conversation about money i don't, I don't think we've gotten you know too in depth with credit but um as they you know pick up their little jobs and you know we'll you know we'll talk about We'll talk about, you know, that in depth, you know, kind of similar to, you know, the example you just gave, you know, on how to use it, because it, it is a tool to be used. It, it can be used um, though if it's used the right way. Right. So I think most of us have had, you know, some bad experiences because, again, we weren't properly trained on how to use them. And I, I like you, I can totally um, give you probably a laundry list of mistakes <laughs> that I made with credit card. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, it's like when you know better, you do better. So that's right. Man. That's exactly right. But you know, I, I <laughs> like I said, we could go on and on about that. But <laughs> I truly, man, I, I, I truly want to thank you for doing this, man. You know how much I admire you and I love you, and I'm just so proud of everything you're doing. So. Thank you for giving me the time to interview and do this. You're welcome, man. I'm just excited. I mean, you know, because it's it's amazing now that we're getting older, you know, and the years are going by. Because I remember you when you were a little boy, and and now you you know you're a man. You're doing well. Um, and I just consider it. Um, thank you for um even considering me worthy to be interviewed. Um, I'm totally excited about all that um, God is going to do for you um, now that you found your passion. So I'm just trying to get on the ground level before you hit the stage, you know, and I got to <laughs> and I got to go through the crowds and the masses to get to, you know. So um, but again, I'm excited. I'm proud of you um, for, you know, um, pursuing this, following your passion. And I'm looking forward to great things for you in 2020 and beyond. Oh yeah, definitely. And I appreciate. Thank first of all, thank you for all the kind words. Um, I really appreciate it. And yeah, I'm blue. But that's let's let's nip that in the bud right now. It don't matter how many people <laughs> how many people cross my path. I'm still gonna be your young cousin. You you was there in the beginning when you know when life was just a struggle. Everything was a struggle, and you always been there to you know supporting me support my family and those are the things that's the most important you never forget about those people who that's was right. there in the beginning so it that's you know right. god that's willing don't get me wrong god willing i want to reach those heights but that's even, right even in reaching those heights like the people like you 
Um, and even the, even the people who've um, appeared on the podcast, I can never forget them. I can never thank them enough. I make right. sure to tell anybody who's lent me their time, thank you, because you one thing you can never get back is time. And whether right. these interviews take an hour or they 20 minutes or they 30 minutes, no matter whatever that time length is, that's time that you gave me to pursue my passion. So I'm always going to be grateful. I'm always going to be you know, thankful for that. So no matter where, where God takes me, you and anybody else who helped me get to that level will always have the time. I'll always make time for you guys. That's good news. Good news. Likewise. Yeah. Good news. So I want to, again, thank you for doing this and I'm going to continue to, you know, follow what you're doing. Cause I know the, I know the organized pop are going to get things in order. <laughs> We're going to do the best we can. <laughs> We're going to do the best we can. Yeah. And also, before I go, I want to thank my sponsors, First Gen Fly and Chain Entertainment. Thank you for believing in me and thank you for believing in my vision. And I want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to the podcast. And you all have a great day. Thank you, sir. <laughs>